Oh my god. Alright, that's a little bit better. You get over there? Yeah, I'm alright. Hold on. Sorry. But yeah, dude, so I'm looking for that scene. I can't find it. It is. Yeah, well, I guess uh, it's a good excuse to rewatch all of Evil Bam. Yeah, dude. I'm going to have to get it back into it. It's been a while for me, too. So they, I wish they would really... I mean, I know why, because the quality just simply is like not really transferable, really. But I wish they would like do like a remaster Blu-ray set. Like an HD yeah. update. Because like, you look up like clips on YouTube and it's shit. It's like 480p. And, if, yeah, you're, it's if, you're it's, if you're lucky. If you're lucky, dude. It's it's crazy, but... Early, like, 2004, five days? Yeah, around there. Just about. Mm-hmm. Man. I've also been on this Tony Hawk video fix recently because he's old and it's so weird to see him, you know, but. He's like, what, 50? Over 50 now. Do you know who's also over 50? Uh, a lot of people. Lucy Liu. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Think about that. Will Smith. We thought, wait, you know. All right, man. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready to rock and roll. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Sega City Kids Podcast, episode number 102. Damn, you you yeah. kind of stole my thing today, right? Well, yeah, I'm sorry. 102. 102. There, there you go. go. <laughs> my bad. It's, uh, yeah, man, I think, I think that eventually the days are going to come when we just stop numbering these things. <laughs> but <laughs> that's down the line. Uh, we actually, st- I stopped dating them. That's something I did like maybe 20 episodes back. I don't know. I just thought it, lo- it looks cleaner. Okay. Me. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we're back and it is a cold snowy and i haven't finished it yet day on the south side of chicago illinois yeah how you feel about the weather gabe uh i got like a love-hate relationship with snow mm-hmm. i like the look of it i like the feel of it um you, you know, like to my... stick your dick in it no i i mean i like uh i kind of like treading through snow as long as it's not super deep i like that little crunch yeah it's nice it's but soothing yeah i mean it is i agree um, with you and then like i like when it snows uh like yesterday because it gives me a reason to get out of bed and go outside you know yeah sometimes you wake up you're like man i don't feel like doing shit but definitely if you go in with that mentality like i gotta snow you know i get a little workout in yeah so that's fun but i also hate it because i gotta drive <laughs> yeah for sure so yesterday because ellison has never walked in the snow ever. okay so yesterday when as like it was not first real winter was yesterday yeah, technically, yeah, because like I said, obviously she's been born and she's gone through her technically her second winter, but uh, she wasn't exposed to it. We run, we'd run her straight to the car, then we'd run her straight back, and she wouldn't spend very much time outside. So yesterday, as I was shoveling the first round, um, just enough so the mailman can get through, um, we let her like walk around as I was shoveling, and she was like the cutest little thing, was like a pink marshmallow, <laughs> waddling back and forth, kept on falling. It was cute, good stuff, man. And what and we tried to bring her out and bring her back inside. She wasn't having it. No, she wanted she, to stay out. She wanted to stay out. I don't know. She likes the snow. Well, that's good, man. That's good. Uh, do your dogs like the snow? Robin does. Sergio absolutely hates it. He'll stay in the same spot the whole entire time until you let him back in. That's funny. Both my dogs love the snow. Sergio will take two steps to the side to pee and then <laughs> slide right back to where he was and sit and wait for the, the doors to open. Copy. Yeah, my, my dogs love. I have a. My dogs are kind of smaller dogs, mm-hmm. but uh, they love plowing through like the really high snow like my sheba yeah looks like she looks like a fox like the way like she like mm-hmm. jumps over it like a dolphin almost yeah yeah she loves doing that shit which one's the other dog i forgot uh merlin yeah yeah he's a he's a an american shepherd shepherd okay they're, they're like a small aussie okay he looks like a bear because he doesn't have a tail oh he's cool okay yeah. he gets like clumps of fucking snow stuck to his fur and shit interesting like medium hair all right so uh how was your week buddy my week, um, good, good, good man. Had a pretty weird, interesting night last night. Mm. Uh, 
we were it was kind of late already but we were like come on let's go out and do something so we were like let's go to a hookah bar right sure and so in the middle of the snow because i picked back up during the night yeah i pick up my friend and um i got stuck in his driveway because it lives in <clears throat> like an apartment complex and i was like bro you told me to pull in here now you got to push me you know so yeah, he hops up fair. pushes me up uh you know do a little yui and i was like all right hop in let's go and we meet up our other buddy in the tinley area and we go in and the guy's like, let me see your IDs. And I was like, all right, yeah, you know, we're all like 22, 23, right? Fair. No big issue. Um, the one buddy who helped push my car forgot his wallet. And he's and the guy was like, no ID, you can't smoke. So we go all the way back to his place, <laughs> pick up his wallet, and then we go to a, a closer hookah bar. It was like right around the corner from his place, right? Lo and behold, only us, we walk in. No issue. We get seated, and it's like a full-blown like Arabic concert going on in the background. And the initial plan was like, let's just go hang out somewhere quiet and yeah. relax and, you know, have a smoke. Full-blown fucking concert, like 10 feet away. And we're like, only us. Only <laughs> us. And we ended the night going to El Faro and just calling it. And I don't know, man. Something about going to El Faro late at night. It was really good last night. Oh, like, yeah? I'm not a big proponent of it because, you know, there's other places in the area. But something last night, man, hit the spot. Yeah. But I, I was like, I was like, dude, only fucking us. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> uh, where'd you guys go? Where'd you guys go originally? For the hookah bar? Yeah. Uh, we went to Duan. It's over in like the Orland Park area. Okay. And we ended up going to uh, this place called El Keef. And that place was bumping, bro. A but, bunch of like older like Arabic gentlemen just... I mean, I know you said that you were, you know, you wanted to go to a place quiet, but how did it end up being like in the end, the, the hookah bar? It, it was a nice experience. Yeah. I, uh, you know, we kind of joked about it like, fuck, like, we, you know, we were joking like only us. Right? Yeah. Because the shit would only happen to us. But it was, a, it was a fun experience. The music was pretty good. Obviously, they didn't understand any of it, but like coming from... A uh, like a pseudo musician standpoint. Mm. You know, I'm not about to call myself a full musician. It, it was a lot of like interesting rhythms and beats, and I, I quite enjoyed the experience. If you've played music at any point in your life, you're a musician, whether you are yeah. currently one. Right, or that's not. that's a fair statement. That's, that's I, I, I think it. I think it was a very cool experience, and it's something that uh, maybe I wouldn't pay for, but if it was like a thing, you know, you know, relatively free, maybe I'd hop back in on Close it. Free-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, man. Well, my week consisted of uh, getting better at my new role. Uh, I have a, I mean, you you know, but I have a very fast cadence. I talk very fast when I get, especially when I get going. Um, like courage is cowardly. No? Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> I, yeah. I start to, yeah. <laughs> uh, I talk really fast. So my first class I took, uh, like three hours, three and a half hours of a content and did it in two. Nice. Cause I'm just flying through the shit. Cause I, I, you know, I don't slow down when I talk, when I was the, the facilitator at UPS, I got to that point where I started to do that, where I was able to stretch out the content. But you threw me. They threw me back on a dock when I got to FedEx, and you know I'm moving. Yeah, so, so so quick. Yeah, I'm moving. So uh, I'm gonna have to to get a little bit better at slowing down my cadence when I speak. So uh, yeah. But other than that, it was a straight week. No big deal. Uh, so you got to slow down your uh, cadence, Clearwater Revival, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah, definitely. But uh, like you said, the people who listen to the podcast on the regular know how I fly through words, and sometimes they combine and make new words. But it is what it is. All right, man. So. We we had a big reveal on Thursday. Big reveal. We're gonna we're gonna jump into gaming because uh, we kind of decided we, we got a lot to talk about with this. Uh, yes, we do. So I'm I'm gonna cover the the quick and dirty topic real quick. There's rumors of a GameCube Classic going around. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about this? Uh, I think uh, they have ex- was exhausted this. Yeah, I think the whole classic thing is getting really old really quick. Sony did the uh, PS Classic and, and it flopped. It flopped hard as fuck. Mm-hmm. And so what people are doing with the PS Classic, it took all of a week to find out this little hack, whatever you want to call it, right? They uh, they insert a thumb drive because the controllers are, are USB. Mm-hmm. So they insert a thumb drive and there's like a little boot trick 
and then you could load whatever fucking games you want onto that thumb drive, and then you could play them on the PS Classic. So like, it's like a ROM? Yeah, okay. essentially. And uh, the uh, the uh, uh, is it the uh, the emulator that the PS Classic is using? It's not even proprietary. It's like a it's out there. Really, it's out there that you could get for free. It's not anything oh my proprietary. God. So think about that. You could get this. Uh, it's called Armor Reloaded. I want to say uh, okay. you could go out there and download it. Oh yourself. my God! You could run it on your laptop. So essentially, it's, it's you're just paying a- for the box, and you're paying for the controllers. You're not even paying for a power cable. I want to. I want to like capitalize on that because you got to provide your own power cable. I think it's ridiculous. Wow. And so I think that's Sony did the quick and dirty thing, and it was a wrong move. 110 percent the wrong move. So they don't even have like their own OS on top of it, like their own. Well, it has the Sony OS, but um, it doesn't have the proprietary emulator that like Nintendo does. It's an emulator that you could literally. Look up right now and download in five minutes. Oh wow! Damn, I didn't know and that. It's not like a, it's not like a, oh you know we we extract this from the console. It's like it's been around for a while. Jesus and, Christ! And, and you know it's not perfect. It has its issues, but also because that they use this emulator it translated to the issues on the PS Classic. So that was a flop. I think wow. um, I think Nintendo treats its classic products a, a lot little bit better. better. A little bit better, yeah. But sure. um, and granted, the GameCube does have a lot of quality games on it. It's just. Come on, guys. We can't be cranking this out every year. Well, my thing is, um, what, what what would you include? Uh, some. Sorry about that. And uh, yeah, man, it's just this mentality that like we have to crank this out because mm-hmm. people want nostalgia. It's like yeah, but we also want quality. And sometimes you get hit with that like uh, that disappointment nostalgia where you revisit something. And you're like, wow, this is kind of garbage. For sure. I mean, that's weird. I mean, um, like you said, I don't think it's necessarily something. If they did it every other year, even I think that would show a little bit more restraint. I think they saw that the first that the uh, you know NES Classic did so well, and then it's like, oh, pump out. Well, that thing was NES. sold out everywhere. I remember yep. it was it was a bitch to get your hands on. But like, Most definitely. you go into GameStop now, they probably got like a dozen PS Classics. Yeah, you go to go. Target now, they have a whole bunch sitting on the yep. bottom shelf now. Mm-hmm. It's weird because, like you said, you couldn't get a hold of it. I know. And they're like, because they're retailing for a hundred bucks, bro. I seen them. At- I think I want to say I seen one on sale for like sixty at Best Buy. Yeah, and like granted, that's a little bit more enticing. That's still a bit too much for me, man. I'd, I'd pay maybe like thirty bucks for it mm-hmm. if I like really wanted one, you know. Which I'm sure you could find used online too at this point. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, fuck that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why why they feel the need to constantly pump, pumping these things out. I mean, again, like you said, cashing in on nostalgia. That's what they do. Yeah, but well, how you know, long before we get like a PS2 classic? Uh, yeah, fuck that. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the big one. Uh, Thursday, January seventeenth, we got a kind of big reveal from our boys at NetherRealm Studios. This is a game we've been hyping. I think we've kind of had a train of like we've talked about it every week up until the release, right? For yeah. like a month there, or yeah. a little bit longer. Yep. Um, so they had the re- reveal party in Los Angeles and in London. Yep. Um, and we watched the live stream, and there was a lot of good stuff and some kind of stuff to to take in and think about. Okay. Um, I know you're probably on the whole 100% onboard stuff. I, uh-huh. I just kind of have some, I don't want to call them issues, just kind of uh-huh. concerns. Uh-huh. And I'm sure we'll be addressed. Okay. All right, so let's talk about it. What did you think of the reveal? So uh, I think it's safe to say uh, this is probably the greatest looking visually, graphically, the greatest fighting game of all time, right? So far, at least. Um, I- yeah, my, my, one thing, my one thing with that statement and... Um, I kind of look back at it when you called me crazy. I think it's that one like deserty map. Mm-hmm. Everything looks kind of just a little bit too cartoony on that particular map. Is it just the lighting or something? I, dude, yeah, I think it's the way the lighting works on that map. Because I watched the uh, the the courtyard one, and I was like, 
I was like, this this is so weird. And I don't, those two things aren't the same to you? Definitely not the same because the, the courtyard map looks like some good shit. Yeah. And the just the desert one, man, like I think you're right on the lighting part. Um, overall, I think they removed that like kind of gritty filter from MKX. Yeah, that uh, dirt. That dirt, like this, I, I kind of yeah. like that a lot, uh, actually. But yeah. I, you know, it's a good step in the right direction. And yeah. you're right; it, it is a very good-looking game. Um, a lot of the close-ups look phenomenal, mm-hmm. and the fatalities look nice and gory, mm-hmm. which is what we want. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of called it Scarlet's back. Yep. Uh, she looks great. She does. I, I think she looks like. Uh, I don't like the, the, the shawl. The, I like the short hair. Yeah, the short. I don't really like the fucking hat that they have. Like yeah, it's, it's a weird one. The primary look for her. I don't really like that. But the, what the she short has, hair looks great. Yeah, mm-hmm. with like the robes and stuff. Yeah, it's good looking stuff. So she's back, and they're focusing on like her like blood magic and stuff, which yeah. I think is a good call. Very she's, cool. Uh, she deserves the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Along with that, we got, uh, you know, usual Sub-Zero, Scorpion. Yep. We got uh, Baraka's back. Yeah, that was well, a shock. I didn't... I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that shortly because... Uh-huh. Um, it's going to pertain to the story. Okay. Some of my concerns with the story. Okay. Uh, Garrus, the new character. Very uh, well, one of the new characters. Very cool. Very he, interesting, yeah. kind of talk about it. I think we both agreed on, like, uh, Jax. But I think you said Jax Tremor, and I said Jax Ermac, because he had some uh, attack grabs from a distance. Uh-huh. I think it's going to be probably a conglomeration yeah. of all those three, if we're being realistic yeah. here. But his whole ordeal is the Sands of Time, and I think they played that very well. Because mm-hmm. when you think time, I thought I was thinking, like... Uh, Chrono from or Chronos from Smite. Yeah, he's gonna have like some rewind stuff. But the Sands of Time thing, I was like, that is a pre- pleasant surprise. Yeah, and I, I really like the way he, he plays. You know, looking at it, obviously, I think he's gonna be uh, a quality character. Yeah, definitely. Because I think I think we all agree uh, when it comes to those 3D era Mortal Kombat characters, a lot of them seem like oh, half baked, half cooked. Yeah, uh, kind of concepts. Like to, well, to say the least. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we'll finish it the next game, and obviously, you know, they weren't really into And then they don't even make the cut. Exactly. Uh, so I'm glad that, like you said, they kind of like, actually looks like it's a fully developed idea that they're kind of going all in with the whole Sands of Time concept. Uh, he looked very cool. I liked his design. Um, he looked like, um, he reminded me a bit of, uh, what's his face? There was another, like, uh, darker skin character in MK. Uh, it wasn't Jarek. No, it wasn't Jarek. Jarek's not, yeah. Jarek's not. Uh, Darius, maybe Darius, Darius, May- yeah, I think maybe like that. Yeah. Um, the the general kind of like outline of them. Yeah, yeah. I think they both had, both had bald heads too. They did, yeah, yeah. So um, they just kind of reminiscent. Yeah. So uh, unless you pick the you know the seventies Afrotastic, uh, <laughs> yeah, and we're not gonna get into that. Oof, but that was a rough one. Yeah, it was rough. But anyway, so yeah, so and obviously with Sonya Blade, which Ronda Rossi confirmed to be voicing. Yep, doesn't look like her, so. I think that, you know, that whole, like I said, I don't think they're going to be ripping off Ronda Rousey's head. They're not. Okay. So, uh, but that is her yeah, voice. Yeah, we'll leave uh, Amanda Nunez for that one. But uh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucked up, game. But um, so, yeah, uh, she looked good. Uh, no, there, everybody looked fantastic to me. Right. I have one issue, one minor little tiny nitpicky thing about Sub-Zero's design. Uh, yes. So you're a fan of classic Sub-Zero. I am. And- uh, you you hate the Deception era and the Deadly Alliance, the the Shredder looking Sub. I like Deadly Alliance Sub Zero. Old Man Sub Zero was the shit to me. Okay, I like that. But anything past that, I'm kind of not a big fan of. I don't like the little fucking frilly thing he has at the top of his head. Well, good news for you. Yeah, well, the uh, outfits are customizable. Yeah. So, uh, the shaders, the shader thing that they got going on, fucking look badass. They had some cool looking shaders for like Scorpion and shit with the white and the orange and shit. Looked real good. Uh, Scorpion looks cool. Uh, now, 
let's talk about what you what you got as far as issues. All right, because well, let's talk about from the gameplay perspective. What are you seeing, and what is, what is, what do you think is the problem? Okay, gameplay perspective. I think uh, Parker pointed it out perfectly. Uh, the gameplay is slowed down. A mm-hmm. um, couple of things: running is no longer uh, a big ordeal, which is fine to us, which are we're kind of casual players. Mm-hmm. You know, may, maybe maybe just a little upper casual. Yeah, right, because we put in some time. Um, Hardcore casual. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's. That's a good. That's yeah. a good word for it. Um, running's out, which yeah. is fine because you still got uh, the dashes forward and backwards. But now it's a full commit because you're gonna have some frames where you're. Uh, you're yeah, you're fucked. You're open. Yeah. It's punishable. And then they introduce short hops, which I think is an interesting concept. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I can't really think of another game that has short hops. I think Street Fighter does. I, I think SNK does as well. Maybe yeah. But um, cool kind of thing to bring in. Mm-hmm. My issues start coming in gameplay wise with the new meter system. Okay. And so how they divvied it up is that you get two uh attack meters and two defense meters. Yep. And you get full you essentially get a full bar right at the start. And so I I don't want to say my issues with the attack meter essentially. Um nor the defense meter cuz you know that's going to substitute your breakers now. Mm-hmm. I think it's the way it was handled. Yeah. I think MKX had a very fine balance and you had one resource pool. But now it's a matter of you got kind of two resources to manage, and you said it might add difficulty to the gameplay and stuff like that, which you know I'm sure will be a thing. It'll be a strat, right? Mm-hmm. I just kind of don't like the way that's being handled at the moment. Okay. And my uh, and and you know to kind of play off that, it's been confirmed that now when you want to ex something, it's unique input for each yeah. character. It's that, not the, that that's that's going to be a pain in the ass. Well, to be fair, Boone said that right now that 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 is a placeholder. Right now, for right that's now, that's up in the air. Yeah, he almost. said he, that's probably going to change. He said because uh, I think that that was a lot of the general concern. It was like why the additional input, like it doesn't because the because in MKX, um, for those of you who haven't played it, it was um, if you want to ex move, you waste the meter, you waste one bar, and the move usually does a bounce or more damage, you know. Mm-hmm. But you hold down the lock button. That was universal. Mm-hmm. That was really nice because it's like, well, I got to ex it, and instead of learning two more or three more inputs that are unique, you yeah. just hit the button at the right time. Yeah. Yeah, so um, it was more uh, of a timing concern yeah, than an input. Concern. Def- definitely, uh, like you said, uh, timing is the big word because you could you could fuck it up. You could not ex. Oh something. yeah, like Leatherface. Some yeah. of his fucking exes are like weird, super yeah. out there. They had uh, who else had a really, some really interesting ones? Ta- uh, Katana had a, f- a few interesting ones. Uh, uh, Kenshi Kenjutsu uh, had some interesting yeah timing ones too. Yeah, so, so there's, there's a there's a handful out there, and there's, and there's a learning curve with that, right? So I, that's why I don't really like the the whole extra input for. Exing or uh, like meter burning because it's not really meter burning. I mean, I guess it, it is. It just, but it's, such, it's a thing that doesn't need to be there. I agree. That's it's that's like, something well, I agree with. It's it's something like you had a good system mm-hmm. and it was pretty. It was pretty straightforward. Like yeah. like we said, you you just got to get timing down. That's going to vary from character to character. Yeah. Even from variation to variation in some instances, right? And it's like that's fine because if you're learning the character from scratch, that's something you got to pick up. You got to pick up on his timings mm-hmm. and the character's ticks and everything like that. But why learn the extra input? It just doesn't yeah. make sense. I don't know. That's something. And yeah. you know, it, it's kind of alleviating that you say that it's something that they'll yeah. address. Yeah. That, that's good. Cause the last thing I wanted to do is learn like these crazy, uh, like Aaron black Kung Lao input strings from oh basic God. combo, you know, mm. like, those are ridiculous. Like Kung Lao and Aaron black. I mean, you've played both of them. Yeah. You know how it is. Yeah. It's hard. So, uh, from that perspective, yes. Uh, the running is gone. I think they're focusing more on the footsie mid-range kind yeah, of Yeah, absolutely. Footsies is going to be a big ordeal. Yeah. Back then it was like, well, in MKX it was 50-50 footsies combos. Yeah. I want to say it's going to be like 60-40, maybe even like 70-30. Yeah. I think uh, the characters who who are designed to be 
uh, up close characters are going to be the ones that I think a lot of people gravitate towards because it's more of the classic Mortal Kombat feel. However, I don't I don't disagree with the decision because I think it is important to uh, forge a new identity. It's important to know the dance. Yeah, um, and that's what they're ma- they're making that, and I'm glad. Uh, so. The dash, like you said, the dashing—that's that's something that's interesting to me. The, the fact that it is extremely punishable now because it was literally a blink of an eye and a character. Yeah, you can't dash cancel anymore, man. Yeah, that was that was kind of a big ordeal from yeah. MK9 onward, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, apparently, the the well, the the feel from a lot of the people that I follow is that it feels more like nine and less like X. So, depending how you feel about that, um, I guess is what they're rolling with. But I do like some of the. As far as character gameplay, I like some of the design choices they made. Scorpion doesn't have anything that looks like remote. His. Yeah, well, that was a big thing. They said that they were going to yeah. completely switch up Scorpion. Yeah, he doesn't look anything like he's. And he looks he looks almost like a like a zoner almost. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely. Got, he's definitely got some range punishability. Obviously, yeah. he still has the spear and has some. He's not a vortex character, is what I'm trying to get. Yes, at he's not your Gunnam. Run him and gun him anyway. Yes. Uh, Sub-Zero looks extremely offensive. I don't know if you got a chance to really see Sub-Zero yeah, footage. Yeah, I saw a lot of his things. And he looks... um, He, he looks like they took... Uh, like, okay, here's here's what I imagine the Sub-Zero development process was like, right? It's like Ed Boon and like his, his staff in a meeting room. And they're playing MKX. And they boot up uh, Cryomancer Sub-Zero. And everybody just does a line of coke. And they're like, we, we get it. Yeah. This is what we want. We need this, but faster. Because yeah. historically... Uh, Sub Zero is a more defensive, defensive. oriented yeah, character. Scorpion was the offensive. Yeah, and now well, now seems, it's flip flopping. Yeah, the line is a little bit blurred with that, where Scorpion or Sub Zero wants to get in, and Scorpion's like, eh, take a step Let's that way. Yeah, take a step that way. So I'm amped because my one of my well, not so much in X, but in Nine, my major complaint why I stopped maining Sub Zero in Nine is because he was so. Slow. Slow. Oh yep. my god, it was brutal to get combos with him. They, they look fucking fantastic. Once you got them going, they look good. But fuck, it was brutal. So I'm amped about that. Um, so that looked cool. Let's talk. Um, continuing on the gameplay aspect, right? Mm-hmm. Um, X-rays are no longer a thing, which is okay and not okay in a sense. Okay. Because they were replaced essentially by the same treatment called fatal blow. Fatal blow. It's just conditional now. Yeah. So the condition is, if you're getting mollywopped, you could use a fatal blow. Yeah. Um, what's your concerns about it? I I get it. Uh-huh. I I get the idea that if I'm getting totally fucked up, let's give the loser kind of something a like chance, a comeback, a fighting chance. Yeah, I get it. But at the same time, I'm I'm so conflicted on this. I really am because it, it's it's something. It's a mechanic that's very welcoming towards new players mm-hmm. and and noobs, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's it's almost like taking away from the good fighters, but not. You know what I'm saying? I, I would agree with that if you got it every round. But you don't. You get it. You get it once. If, if you per match, you get it once per match. Once you hit it, you you get it once per match. If you whiff, you get a five second regen. You could do it. Try to hit it again. By that time, you're probably dead. Uh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know you get it once. And per then match. if like if once you hit it, you're done. It's one and done. You don't get one. See, this is um. Unless, uh, see, the the only way I could really see this coming into into being useful is if you had a terrible start. Yeah. Like you missed the combo, and or then you're like fucked. You, yeah. You press and I get it, and and I I understand it, but it's this kind of mentality of uh, I don't want to say us versus them because you know more, a bigger community is always better, but it's just this kind of it, it's like 
de-authenticating, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's my concern with it. I get it. It's cool. And they want the the whole visibility, the like the cinematic core, and it, it looks great. Oh, and that's not my complaint. Because yeah. the, the, even the Sony one. Oh, man, my God. Brutal. It was so fucking good looking. So, yeah, right? The crowd went nuts when that fucking shit yeah. went off. But it's still this mentality that's like, we're going to toss you a bone. And coming from a series like Mortal Kombat, you don't get any bones. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, even with an x-ray. Like, if you landed your x-ray... You're like, well, it, it was it was <laughs> it, it was a five second breather at best. Yeah, if you landed your X-ray, uh, the the person who generally who got hit with it was like, you just burned all your fucking meter. Yeah, stupid. It was that, and yeah. it was this mentality of this guy's sweaty, he's nervous. Yeah, he, you know the the only panic uh, like panic like, mode. He, like you know once I started learning MKX, it was like I used X-ray to finish off the guy. Yeah, or finish off the round, secure a round. Yeah, yeah, you know it was like you lead into a combo, you just don't even do it. You know, mm-hmm. but it's. You feel me? You, yeah. You kind of see what I'm getting at. With this? I, I I definitely I see that because X-ray has drawbacks. This doesn't. Yeah, I, I I could definitely see that. But I think from their perspective, they I think a lot of this game is designed for the competitive kind of aspect. And I know that there's a lot of give or take with that. But um, I think they're looking at the competitive aspect of it. I think because I think it makes it more exciting. Oh, he has final blow. Is he going to use it? When he's not going to use it? It's another resource to manage kind of a deal uh and is it worth securing the round do you need the round or that type of thing yeah uh, we'll, we'll see how the uh, ranked scene is and yeah oh it's gonna be well, fucking crazy. it's gonna be crazy bro um what else did i have uh kind of concerns about you I didn't think that covers you, most of you didn't like the yellow bar i don't like the yellow bar why do you only like the yellow bar uh, I, I don't like it. you said the white was boring i think the white worked well and you said it's reminiscent of mk1 no motherfucker it was green red with yellow text no, no the text is what i was referring to because the way I, the yellow bar looks it, it looks too, and I know it's not Street Fighter, but it looks, same thing. I think it ties back to the cartoony aspect of it. This is a gritty, surreal, gory game. I don't need yellow. Or if you're going to do yellow, tone it down. Do like okay. a mustard yellow. This is like too in your facey. It's like between that like under oath, like that, like, you know, it's like in that vein. It really is. It really is. It, it's If you're going to do yellow, do like like a Dijon or like a... <laughs> yep. well, no, you feel you me? The, <laughs> you feel me? Do something toned down. This is too in your. This is like Borderlands yellow. You know, now I agree with. Uh, now the what the only thing I do have a problem is when the like the finish him and then like everything gets like yellow. That's a little weird. I also, I mean, you like the yellow. Yeah, I like right? yellow. Okay, this is the, my, there's a I have another minor nitpick about the fatalities. I, I'm not. I'm gonna throw this out there. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like not buy the game because of the yellow bar. <laughs> it's just something I don't like. I was looking at because uh, okay, game was texted and I'm like, I'm like, what? I don't like the yellow, <laughs> and that's fine. All right, coming from a cosmetic standpoint, that's not gonna deter me. Yeah. I'll deal with it. Yeah. Just, <laughs> but okay, and 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 here's the other thing, right? Okay. It, obviously, you have the health bars, or obviously, right? And then you have the uh, because the meter is split now, and you have that like L shape yeah, and that L-shape. reverse L that takes up a lot of the screen, and it makes a lot of the screen yellow. I know it's in the corner. <laughs> I know it's in the corner, but okay. now you have this thing that looks okay. like a frame of yellow. Yeah, I agree. You with know that. what I'm saying? That's true. And I think it's like because when you're looking down at these characters, can we talk about the camera how it's so zoomed in in this game? Right. The, um, the stage is a lot smaller. A yeah. lot smaller. Yeah, it, it looks like you're right in their fucking faces. Yeah. But it's like this frame of yellow, and like looking through that, like I think it makes everything look brighter. And I think that's kind of maybe that's what your beef with the with the maybe the bright I, map is. I, I I think that I think that might definitely play a factor into it. But I still think a majority of it is the lighting. But uh, so so carry on. What were you gonna say in regards to your beef? Oh, I, I, so I have one beef with the fatalities, right? How it stops? Yeah. Ugh, I like I that. it's like a like it's a very minor thing. It's a very injustice pose kind of a deal, right? And I get that. 
But uh, I kind of wa- like watching the like I don't want to say the end because obviously the, they're dead as fuck. You You're, like watching the blood pool yeah. and you like hearing it drip. Yeah, yeah. And while the, the so character satisfying. while the character poses, uh, so that's like a minor minor. The, the freeze frame sucks. I hate it. With the the crushing blow thing? No, the the fatality thing. Oh, okay. The fatality freeze frame sucks. Oh, so at the end, yeah. Unless you're gonna play the like the record stop and go, Oh, you're probably wondering how I got here <laughs> and it's not gonna be something I enjoy. Okay. I mean it's fair I enough. Don't like that. But let's talk about the fatalities overall, how they look. So okay. <laughs> and uh they pick these very carefully. Yeah. You could tell that. Uh the fatal the fatalities that we've seen are very good, they're very gory, and they're pretty fucking brutal even oh. like sub-zero who's known to have relatively tame in the later games yeah. right because yeah. in the early games it's basically it was like the, iconic the 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 sub-zero fatalities in the later games basically became a, a variation of the spine rip yeah everything was a variation and, of the and, spine rip. and one of them still is but um oh whole, dude that yeah thing is that was brutal <laughs> that thing is fucking crazy where he so uh he makes a clone of himself with a spear he tosses you on it <laughs> he, and then you're you're upside down, and yeah, then he, and he fucking, rips your spine. Out. He guts you like a goddamn fish, yep. and then takes your fucking head and spikes it on the fucking spear yep. on the other. I, I like the uh, I actually like the other one just a tad bit better, where he freezes you in the ice block, and then and he, he chops you. Execu- yeah, yeah, executioner style. So um, cool. I, I'm not gonna make a generalization about the fatalities because, like I said, these were cherry picked. Because uh-huh. I promise you, there's gonna be some like. Some of them where you're going to be like, mm, this was kind of lame. Yes and no. Okay, so yeah, I th- there's definitely some lame ones in there. There has to be. Every year there's one of them, right? But my thing is, there's also ones that are fucking just the gnarliest shit and that we haven't seen yet. Like what I think of the T-Bone from MK9 where fucking Noob rips you from end to end. Ugh, that, so good. You didn't see that shit in the trailer, I'll tell you that much. Uh, Cassie Cage's fucking selfie fatality. The most vicious slash funny fatality I've ever seen. In any Mortal Kombat game. We didn't see that in a trailer. So that's also... It's exciting. Now, I told you this too. Last game had the... The theme was intestine ripping. Yeah. There was I'd a lot say of a majority that. of that. There was a lot of that. And this year seems a uh, face severing. Seems yeah, to be there's the, a lot of face lopping off. Yeah. Which is kind of new to the Mortal Kombat series. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, it's not like... It's not chopping the skull per se. It's like almost like... Ed Gein, like, cutting the face. Yeah. But it's really symmetrical and, like, a perfect circle, so it's weird. You know? I'm kind of used to it because I, you know, I main Kenshi, and my whole thing yeah, is, like, the... Face yeah, Yeah. And, uh... Ham slicer. Yeah. But, like, now seeing it where, like, it's almost, like, just... Literally just the skin. Just, like, a flat piece of paper with your face on it. You know? It's, like, weird. You know, you know who shit got me? Baraka's when he fucking literally ripped the face skin off of the fucking Scorpion model. That shit was, like... And then he fucking stabs it, and he... Oh, God. Yeah. So there's some violent shit in there, and uh, from based on the other um, trailers that we saw, like the other stuff that we saw, I like the scorpion going through the portal, ripping you with a fucking hat. Yeah, that was very cool. There's a lot of good stuff. So I'm looking forward to the fatalities. I think they're going to be. Yeah, good. I think the fatalities are something. Uh, they always bring the heat. Yeah. And I'm not concerned because, like you said, you're always going to have an outlier, and you're always going to have kind of the garbage ones, like the Baraicho fatalities. I was thinking and- of the Quanchi next next stretch. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. But at the same one time, of the many reasons I dislike Quanchi. But, but the, to be fair. He also has one of my favorite fatalities where he rips your fucking leg off and beats you over the head with it. Yeah, also... Uh, classic. Classic. Yeah, it's very, fucking very vicious. And it, my favorite that was... was MK4, right? Yeah. yeah. My favorite thing about 4, though, is that if you, if you let it... If you just let the scream alone, he would do that for the end, the end of eternity. He would just continue to beat the shit out of you with your leg. And you just kept on... You, you could watch it for hours if you really wanted to. But um, there's that. So we'll see. I mean, obviously, the fatalities... The, the, they wow me a lot of them, especially Scarlet with the fucking blood spike thing. That shit was gnarly, fucking gnarly. 
I'm looking super forward to excited. It. I'm probably gonna pick her up first. Yeah, you think so? I think she's got enough zoning, and she's got the teleport. Or oh, I totally forgot to mention the teleport. Mm-hmm. Because there's no running, and dashes are punishable. I think teleport's gonna be even more of like a utility now. I think Raiden. I think Raiden's gonna benefit huge from that. Yeah, if they bring back Kenshi, um, and in his possessed form, he's gonna be easily top eight. He was yeah. kind of floating around there in yeah. X, but very easily because of that utility. And yeah. I think teleporting is now going to be something that every player has to take into account for. I agree, definitely. For, yeah. for sure, for sure. All right, so uh, what else? So uh, let's let's talk about um, kind of where my big concern is. All right, let's go. Um, oh, sorry. So, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Before I get into the fucking story, uh, gameplay-wise, um, there was – Boone didn't mention anything about this on the conference. There will be um, – now, I can't confirm this. This is what I, from what I've seen. Uh, obviously, costume pieces are changeable. The three pieces. I like how they kept it simple. Yeah. Right. Don't need anything crazy like a you don't need combat to, Armageddon. You don't like need to change everything. Individual shoulder. And yeah. You don't need everything. Yeah. It's fine. There's going to be three augmentation slots per outfit piece. Okay. And so here's where my issues start to come in. And you kind of you kind of said, well, in the ranked scene, they don't you exist. can't use the powers. Yeah. That's fine and dandy, but my kind of concern is coming from a casual player. If I pick this game up late, or if I, you know, leave this game alone for a few months and I come back to it, I'm gonna be totally dropped. And it's not gonna be necessarily because of this dude's more skilled than me. He has better combos or better footsies. It's gonna be a lot of this damage is coming from the effects, and he's gonna have like some bullshit stat bonuses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I get it. It's not in the rank scene. It's not in the rank scene. Well, maybe I don't want to get sweaty all the time. Uh-huh. You know, That's and right. it's just this kind of mentality where. If you even leave this alone for more than four hours a day, like you might just lose the race. My my question is, how is it earned? That's the question. If it's a loot box it, system, then we got problems. Listen, it's Warner Brothers. You're definitely going to be able to buy this well, in one way or another. Apparently, uh, what the way kind of injustice played out, and because it is, I think NetherRealm is probably one of the biggest, bigger companies. Biggest, yeah, probably the biggest name that they got. I, apparently, uh, what was told is that Boone and the, the studio sat down and was like. We can't do that again because it was very off-putting in Injustice 2, the whole loot box thing. So, and now we're talking about a company that loves their game. It's basically the only thing that they do. The question is, how far does it go? If, like I said, if it's a loot box system, and then I agree with you. If it's earned through gameplay, I'm cool with that. If you can earn it over time, practice with a character enough, I'm cool with that. If it's something like an earnable, like you've, you, like you finish a tower with... Uh, you know, and you get gold on a tower with a certain character, yeah. you'll knock it. Cool. That's fine. You you deserve it. Yeah. Like I said, if this is some bullshit that's like random packs, yeah. not cool. Because you're going to get some random dude that has like three hours of gameplay and get like, a, you know, like one of the rarest things that does like extra 15% damage or something like that. And then it's going to be totally broken. Apparently, I mean, I, I don't know how true that was, but I heard prior to the, the announcement of the game or prior to yeah, the announcement of the game that they were going to do like a level up system within the character themselves, which each, with each characters themselves. So you have a level per character? Yeah. So like, I don't, I don't know how, if that's falling I'm, into I'm place. okay with that. I think, uh, fuck, who did that? I think Soul Calibur did that. Was it Soul Calibur? And I really liked it on Soul Calibur because you unlocked uh, more things for each character and then your custom character too yeah. in regards to, you know, Whatever, whoever you're playing, yeah. So I think if, that works well with the uh, the apparatus and the gear. Yeah, I th- so if I, I'm cool with that because um, I guess they were, like I said, they were flying through the menus a little bit. Um, 
And like, if you beat the tower, the, the Scarlet and Time Tower or whatever the fuck, you unlock certain things. So like, if that's I'm cool with that. If that's the like, just like the way that plays yeah, out, it's gotta be it's gotta be earned, and Cannot it can't be loop dumb shit. Yeah. It can't be okay. You can have basic ones in the crypt kind of to get you started, mm-hmm. but come on, bro, how long does it take for a whole crypt layout to come out? A week mm-hmm. tops, mm-hmm. you know? Like, don't put crazy ones in the crypt. Don't. And then coming back to this, right? When you have people like the matchmaking setups has got to be a lot better in MK11 mm-hmm. because in MKX, you know, you got paired up with the dude. He's going to mollywop you. Like I played against an Aaron Black that played exactly like Sonic Foxes. He had the exact same combos and it was disgusting. I was like, this is like a if it was Sonic Fox, I'm sorry, you know, for calling <laughs> you a knockoff. But it he, was, he doesn't play on, on, on you know, on but but uh, yeah. he had the exact same strings. He had the exact same setups, caltrops running the the. Uh. And, you know, if you get matched up against a guy like that and you're, like, low level and you got a lot of losses, that's I think, bullshit. I think that's the case of any fighting game, though. The, the matchmaking's got to be better. You got to be well, match made it, it, into... Well, yeah, the matchmaking, yeah. That's you got to be put into, like, a category like... Um, like okay, Killer Instinct does that. Does that. Yeah, like, like, here's the thing. If you have, like, a ranking system like Rainbow Six, you got to be within... Like, let's just say we have the Rainbow Six to a T, right? You have Copper 4... All the way to platinum. Platinum two, diamond. I'm sorry. Diamond. No, platinum's higher than diamond. No, diamond's higher. No, it's not. Diamond's the highest rank in the game. Is it? But there's one diamond rank and it's the top. No, you're thinking one plat rank. No. Whatever. Four platinum ranks. For for this argument, let's just say it's diamond. Okay. And so if you're like a copper four, you got to get matched with copper twos to silver twos or to bronze twos. I'm sorry. You know who does a good job with that? Tekken. They have like a, like a rank up system. That that's how it's got to work, man. Because yeah. there's no way like a copper. What I say, copper two. Yeah. There's no way a copper two is gonna even put a dent in like a gold four, Mm-mm. you know, Mm-mm. or like a gold one. Even worse. Yeah. You, the, the matchmaking has got to be on point with this game. It's got to be consistent, and it's got to be fair. Yeah. Because what really discourages me is I was playing. We were playing King of the Hill. Me and my three buddies on MKX. I found a new love for that game. I really did. Yeah. That's because it's cool. It's very cool to watch. And um. And so we were in a King of the Hill game, and it was this Aaron Black motherfucker, and nobody could get past him. He had like an 18 streak, and I was like, fuck it, let's start a new room. I'm mm. not, you know? Yeah, I'm not fucking with this guy. Because it's like, okay, I get it, you'll hold it for like three or four, and then you'll get knocked down. Like, that's exciting, mm. you know? But if it's the same dude, and he's clearly put like a thousand hours into this game. I mean, yes and no, because that's a very arcadey mentality. You know, the whole King of the Hill kind of game mode. It's, it's, it's meant to oh, act. I understand it for, yeah. for games like that. But like, yeah. if you're doing a 1v1, yeah. it, it can't be like that bullshit. You yeah, know? I agree. But Or even like a 3v3, you got to put you gotta get put in with like guys that are around your level. I agree. No, I definitely agree with that. Um, me, I stopped playing ranked online because I ca- started to come across uh, an MKX. started to come across Jackies that were just... Oh, the infinite spam. combo? Yeah, the spam, the fucking... Yeah, thing. So I, that's why I stopped playing that. But uh, hopefully, if there's a way around it, I'm gonna. Because like, even with Justice, like once I started running into fucking Red Hoods, I started doing the same thing. It's just like I hate that. Yeah. And I'm taking losses because this guy's a pleb. This guy knows like four inputs. Yeah. And, and then he knew, he knew how to get away. It's a vortex character. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> that's so not how vortexes work, buddy. Yeah. So also real, real quick, uh, story. Let's let's get into that because we've been on. Oh 40 minutes man, <laughs> story is probably the biggest non-gameplay issue I have with this game. Okay, it is. Um, okay, so we have another time travel thing, which I I think time travel is the universal cop out now. Okay. Terminator time travel. Fair um, enough. The only th- there's a couple movies and series that did it well. X Men did time travel very well. Mm-hmm. I think MK11. You know who else, who also did time travel well? 
Back, back to, to the Future. To yeah, the future. excellent. <laughs> well, that's a, you know that revolves around time travel. They didn't do it as a reset. Yeah, no, you're right. Okay. Um, here's my big issue. Baraka's back. I don't have an issue with Baraka being back. I have an issue with them going and wiping every bold move that they made between 9 and 10. And this time travel thing is going to invalidate a lot of those things. Sindel's going to come back. Melina's going to come back. Baraka's already back. And the thing is that when a character dies in Mortal Kombat, like, it's kind of sort of not forever. It's like a uh, wrestler getting injured in storyline. It's like Superman dying. It's He's he's dead for a couple episodes. Yes, yeah, I agree. But the fact that we were kind of on a really good streak with 9 and 10, and we had a lot of big players out of the race, Baraka, for example... We had Cabal, Nightwolf, Melina. Mo- well, one, you know, we kind of discussed that there might be another Melina floating about. Yeah. Um, this this whole time travel bullshit is gonna kind of eradicate those moves, and it's gonna wipe it clean, and it's gonna make it feel not authentic. And that's my issue. My question is, is uh, well, or not my concern, I should say. My concern is, is that I don't want if we're going back in time, which is obvious we are. I don't want to rehash the same story. I want to play MK1 through 3 again. I don't, yeah. I am more interested in, uh, if they're going backwards, the stories that they're telling going backwards. But here's the deal. Kronika, right? This is their whole thing. Kronika, whatever it is. Yeah, whatever the fucking name is. K-H, because it's Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. So, if she got beef with raiding fucking with time, why are we sending everybody back through time to proceed to fuck with time? (laughs) You know what I mean? And and here's another thing. Did you notice with, uh, well, there's two things I want to point out here. One of them, was I was thinking it on the way here, and the other one my buddy pointed out last night because he's also an MK nerd. Shinnok has a body. Mm-hmm. What happened at the end of X? You got a head cut off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what the fuck happened there? So we had to, in theory, we had to go back in time before Raiden cut his head off, So which is far enough so we're still in the X timeline. Mm-hmm. But it's not far enough to stop Raiden getting corrupted from the Jensei, which is, I'm assuming, like a couple hours earlier. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is that logic? Wait, 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 wait. Explain again. Shinnok has a body. He's being tortured in the prologue for... Fucking fantastic looking, by the way. Yeah, great yeah. great prologue, right? And that's when Kronika's is like, I need to intervene. Okay, so he has a body. Yep. And and then he loses it again, right? Because <laughs> Raiden. Yeah. My whole thing is that to get to that point where he still has a body, time had to rewind to a point in the MK, at the end of the MKX timeline before Raiden cut his head off, right? Mm-hmm. But also, this event... This event where they rewinded to is before Shinnok's head was cut off and given to um, Liu Kang Katana as a warning, but also after the event of Raiden getting corrupted by the Jensei. So it's like, why not just go one event back? Like, I can't imagine that it was like more than a couple hours at that point. You know what I'm saying? No. Do you feel me? Actually, I'm lost in the Why sense. not just prevent getting Raiden, Raiden corrupted? Why not just do that? Oh, from, from the storyline standpoint, you mean? Yeah. Uh, thought, we okay. rewind to the time where Shinnok... Is still intact in one piece. Maybe. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. That's one question. And then the second thing my buddy pointed out to me was in one of the intro monologues with Sub-Zero and I think it was Raiden. I want to say it was Raiden. Sub-Zero and Raiden. Raiden asked him, uh, do you remember being uh, possessed by Quan Chi? So this is OG Sub-Zero. This is Kui Liang. This is Noob Saibot. Because the second one was never a Revenant. Yeah, he was. No, he wasn't. When was he a Revenant? In the beginning of X. He was a Revenant. Fuck. All right. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Remember, he he's, he got detached yeah, from the Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, it was like a fucking two-minute scene. Yeah. All right, you got me there. Yeah. So, yeah, he was a revenant. <laughs> okay. All right. So, never mind on that second point. Yeah. So, as, my, but as far as, I, from Kronika's standpoint, you don't understand why she didn't stop him from being corrupted in the Jinsei is what you're trying to and say. And I get it because they wouldn't have a story. My, my biggest thing with this, 
and it's just invalidating every big event that's come before it. And you're right. I don't want to play through MK1 to through three again. I've done that two times up to this point. I, I would be cool if it's taking taking place during the time period, but it's more behind the scenes sh- shit. I, you know what I want to see? I want to see the in between events we didn't get to see between nine, between massive events and ten, like that twenty year time skip and this whole civil war thing. Between we need more of that. Yeah, we, we need get... the civil war. But Barack is back. I get it. He's a fan favorite. And, and God damn it, I'm gonna say it again. Mm-hmm. Not only do we need the more of the Outworld Civil War storyline, we need fucking Raiko. Yeah, we do. What's going on with him? Granted, it's in the comic books. We know. Oh, we, if you read it, you know. Oh, it's the same writer. Yeah. So yeah, we'll where's... see. And, and that's just that's just kind of my thing, man. They're not being honest to the franchise. They're not standing by their decisions in the last two games. Because I promise you, like I said, it, it, it's rewind time. Yeah, and it's not gonna be fun. Like I said, it really depends. It's really dependent on how they handle it. I don't like you said. I don't want to do one through three again. If it's more be- like they're if, if what they're doing coincides with the stuff that's already happening, that's already happened. I'm cool with that. But I don't want. The fucking fight Shao Kahn again. You know what I mean? I don't want to go through all that. If, the, if what we see is the maybe the aftermath to that or what's going on in the background or what's going on down the street when fucking Shao Kahn's getting a hole punch through his chest, I'm cool with that. But it's really dependent on how and, that works. You know, I always kind of joke around that the MK storyline is, oh, you're within 10 feet of me. We need to fight. That's that's satire because that's what it boils down to. But it's there's always something going on in MK and they've always been pretty solid with their storylines. Mm-hmm. Like... MK3, bro, resurrect Sindel in Earthrealm so we can invade. That's clever. Yeah. That's a clever little plot device, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and then obviously the whole year within 10 feet of me continues, right? But it's now that they're just invalidating all the fucking things they did. And that's my issue because I feel like... what What is the major thing that you're afraid of that they're going to invalidate as far as storyline? Okay, so I had... Um, it, it's, a, it's a couple of things in the storyline, right? And it was a bold move killing off Cabal, Nightwolf... Um, you know, I'm not going to throw noob in that category because we have our speculations and stuff. I just feel like because of the events of this storyline, I'm sure it'll you know wrap up nicely. I just feel like this roster now is going to be fan favorites plus the new guys. Well, that's basically what they. Ex- well, that's my problem. My my main issue with it is that we didn't resurrect Baraka because it was story relevant. We resurrected him because the, the fans, fans missed him. Fans complained. wanted to see him. That's my main problem. Don't bring him back unless you have a reason, right? And, you know, we kind of had, I, I want to say we had pretty solid roster speculations going into this game. But now that it's rewind time, none of that matters. Mm-hmm. Because they could, you know, pull whoever. Nightwolf, uh, Cabal. I mean, we saw Cabal. Yeah. Cabal was in there. He's probably going to be playable. Huh. Um, Kano is probably going to be in there. Quan, shit, I wouldn't put it past him to put Quan Chi back in the game. They love him, too, so I don't know. That's, that's up in the air. I definitely agree with that. But my thing is, like, like I said, if they're if they're gonna bring a character back, there needs to be a reason. They can't be just because all oh, the fans wanted to see him. They need to find a story relevant reason to bring him back, other than the fact that oh, the, the only back. exception to that rule is if you bring it back in DLC. That's the only yeah. reason you could be like, well, fans wanted him. It's not um, canon. T- yeah. Toss it in. It's not canon. Yeah, like Shao Kahn being alive technically it's not canon because he's a pre-ordered DLC character. So we don't know yet. Yeah. You don't know what's gonna happen at the end of the game. I mean, yeah, you're right about that. That's for sure. But uh, it's just upsetting. It's mm-hmm. so upsetting because NetherRealm Studios. Doesn't beat around the bush, mm-hmm. but now they have turned to slowly beating around the bush, and that's my concern. Did we? How did you feel? I mean, like I don't know, because we saw Liu Kang and Kung Lao in the and Cassie Cage in the little story bits that they had. Uh, how do you feel about the design? I don't really like it. Not for Kung Lao, especially Kung Lao, because I don't like the fucking strap. I didn't. This, 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 that's uh, the, the strap's kind of a throwback. I think he had that before. 
I mean, you're probably right. He did, but for me, I think it's impractical when you're throwing your hat constantly to have a strap around your neck. <laughs> Hang on one second. Yeah. <laughs> Eh, I can yeah. tell you from a dude who wears a motorcycle helmet, those straps, they're meant to keep the thing on. That's my point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, it's a little nitpicky and you can't really see his hair, which also kind of threw me off. But granted, you can't really see the Revenant version of it either. But yeah, so there's that whole thing where the Revenants are coming face to face with their past selves. My, my Here's my thing. Um, I've mained Kung Lao in every game up until nine. I haven't mained him in X because right. they switched him up and made they kind of. <laughs> you can say it. Yeah. They made him hard. Harder. <laughs> yeah. And and not even that they made a mayonnaise. We talked about this yeah, before, mayonnaise. and they made. I think Kung Lao is boring. I think Liu Kang is getting there. Yeah, I think, I think Liu Kang's been there, dude. I've been, I've been. A, I've, I the most interesting thing they've done with Liu Kang is kill, kill him. him in Deadly Alliance. Yeah, is kill him. And then even the zombie thing was kind of cool because you didn't see it. Coming. It, it was a little weird, yeah. But I don't. I didn't hate it. But like I said, the most interesting thing they've done with Liu Kang is kill him twice at this point now. Well, Overall, it, it was a solid reveal. Um, I do have some like genuine concerns though Mm -hmm. and i feel like i'm not being ridiculous here um i don't well except maybe with the the yellow bar thing but that's just me you know like i said i'm not gonna like not buy the game there was that and then you're like i don't really like the character selection screen (laughs) i don't i don't i like the full body thing it'll work it'll work and i feel like that's it because it 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 shows the character's face behind it i like the full Full body shot in MKX. Is that that's cool? I don't you know, that. and I get they got to switch it up. I don't like the diamond thing. It looks funky to me. I like. Um, and where are they gonna put DLC? They'll ruin that diamond now. Well, think about it. Fucking, what do they do with nine? They fucking are like, oh, all the DLC are characters here, right and here, it, and then it slots off on its own little. That's thing. so stupid. It was really bad, but uh, it's probably be, gonna be the same thing. To be fair, I mean, I prefer it over the boring, the boring rectangle, the boring little rectangles where it's like them making like a default pose. You know what I mean? Because in, in X, they were just all just standing there like, looking straight ahead. I'm like, that's weird for more. Well, Comic when you games. both selected them, they would do like a little interaction. Yeah. And walk away. I like that. It yeah. was simple. Yeah. But it had a little flair to it. Yeah. Whatever, well, man. Like well, I said. It just as they punch each other in the face. <laughs> See, now that's cool. We yeah. need something like that. Well, I, I don't, well my thing is like uh, they kind of their version of that is them fighting while, during the the, the, the the stage selection screen. They have the models of the two characters fighting each other. That's cool. Yeah, that's a little cool. But. Uh, yeah, I do like the whole like. So we're getting like, seventeen stages, which is a refresher. That's a lot. From nine to ten, we lost stages. I think in ten we had what, ten, eleven, twelve probably. Some or including the pit, which is mm, DLC. I love the pit. Yeah, the pit's great. But um, what else? All right, so all, people were flying through the menus of these things, and I, I want to wrap this up because we've been on it for about fifty minutes now. Um, there's there's some leaks or intentional leaks. Uh, they have rain in one of the the, the pictures yeah. in the in the what's it called the menus. They have a katana. It looks like as one of the pictures in the menu. It's safe bet. A noob slash smoke looking kind of character hanging Just out. Just give in me the, noob. I don't need smoke on the customized screen. Um, Fledge noob out more. You think so? Yeah. Fledge Fledge is fighting style a lot more because he's always been kind of like a conglomerate of fighters. The goopy. The goopy. I, I liked I liked the arm again. You could toss the uh, you could toss the invisible thing up. And then you could whip out the hammer, so it's just a floating hammer. I always thought that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he had this big sledgehammer. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Fair enough. Um, so that was a little bit of a leak, and obviously Cassie Cage looks horrible as far as her design. Granted, that will change. It, talk about that. It's a little early. They done. They did it with Injustice where like Power Girl, or I'm sorry, Supergirl looks fucking horrible, and then they changed her face and made it look like 30 times better. So I'm not really concerned about that because they will change it. Uh, yeah. It was a solid reveal. Mm-hmm. I think... My concerns are not unique. I think it's something most of us kind of have in the back of our head. And I think they're valid to to an extent. Mm-hmm. Aside from the whole yellow and menu screen. I get that. That's me. Yeah. And okay, that's fine. That's not a legit concern. That's uh. just kind of me being a nitpicker. Yeah. 
it was a good reveal. And yeah. I think there was a lot of hype. And I think there's a lot of things we wanted to see. And, you know, I'm excited to see the game. Uh, we got another kind of reveal in two weeks. Combat cast. Yep. Combat cast. And um, we'll see. Yep. Um, you get beta access. I do. I, at the moment, do not because they do not allow it on PC. But I was thinking about pre-ordering it for PS4, playing the beta, canceling the pre-order, getting it for PC. What is wrong we'll with you? We'll see. Like I said, I don't know yet. Um, you know the PC port is going to be botched. You know that, right? Uh, they're not outsourcing it this time. They're doing it themselves? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. So, and, and to be fair, they did turn around the PC port. Well, yeah, like late, like later in its yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But, you know, the net code was really bad for online for all consoles for a bit there. Then and it fixed it. Yeah, they, they fixed it. Yeah. yeah. I, you got to give credit where it's due. Yeah. Even though it, it may be overdue sometimes. Yeah. But, um, like I said, we'll see. I'm going to wait till my next payday, and I'm going to make a decision. And we'll see Get from there. Get it for fucking PS4. Your friends have it for PS4. Uh, actually, the majority of my friends have it for PC mm. now. Lame. Uh, I might just get it for the Nintendo Switch, which was kind of weird, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that's a how, how are they going to handle that? Because you need all sixty frames per second to do all your inputs successfully in your combos, man. Especially when you're doing it like this. <laughs> you're doing it like this. <laughs> yeah, man, that's gonna be rough. Yeah. Okay, I'm... I think that's enough. Gaming. You got any closing comments, concerns, questions for Mortal Kombat 11? I'm excited. Our, our our wallets are in your hands, Ed Boone. Don't yep. fuck it up. Yep. Do not fuck it up. Saucy okay, boo. let's move on to... Well, actually, I'm, I'm going to cover these notes real quick because it's going to be quick and dirty. Yes. I've been... Um, me, me and Madison, my girlfriend, have been uh, plowing through Futurama, which is, one, I would say, my favorite animated cartoon. Mm. I love it. I love it to death. It's a very, like... It's very close to me, right. you know? Fair enough. And so um, they have this, like, intergalactic uh, cemetery. Right, and so how it works is that you get buried, they put you in the coffin, and they shoot you out into space. And I was like, that's kind of beautiful. But I was like, what if we did a little twist on it, right? What if if you wanted to die, like you wanted to euthanize yourself, right? What if they put you in one of these caskets with like a clear view, right? So it's like a window, and they shoot you out into space, and you get to see the stars and stuff, and you slowly lose oxygen until you die. Tell me that wouldn't be like beautiful. I mean, if you survive the whole thing going into the air thing. Oh, yeah, obviously, if you survive that. But I'm just saying, like, wouldn't it be a cool way to go out? I mean, yeah. Just in the stars watching it, you know? It's very Iron Man of you. Yeah, just play the space EP in the background yeah. and call it a day. Yeah. Oof, that's that's rough, man. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> you brought it up, man. All right, moving on. With that, which is your favorite Girl Scout cookie? Um, I like Taglongs. I like Samoans. I like Thin Mints, too, but Thin Mints... Have that uh, kind of prerequisite, their recommendation to be in the freezer. Mm-hmm. Um, those are top three. I like Samoans probably the most out of those. Yeah, because uh, my uh, my cousin's daughter is a Girl Scout now, and I'm like, fuck, I sweet, I found a dealer. And I uh, uh, I had a I had a dealer at UPS because one of the guys there was uh, his daughter was a Girl Scout. He'd be like, hey man, you want some Girl Scout cookies? I'm like, take my fucking twenty. You get the four boxes of them shits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I got Samoas coming. We got Thin Mints coming. and We got Tagalongs coming. So we're excited. Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, the down the head on that one. <laughs> yeah, man, I'll, I'll tell you something off the air in regards to the Girl Scouts, but uh, because uh, I don't want to give away too much of my own personal information. That's it's not, not. It's not anything bad. It sounds sound pretty suspect. I'll tell you something about the Girl Scouts. I know a thing or two about the Girl Scouts, man. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> they all right. Crack cocaine that's, in them cookies. That, that's all. That's all uh, you want to talk movies or, or music? We can do some movies real quick. All right. So, all right, so Netflix uh, announced at Las Vegas at CES that they have this software in the works. It's going to crack down on password sharing. So they're going to lose like two-thirds of their user base. That's kind of all I wanted to say about it. Hey, well, there goes their their Netflix ratings, I guess. I don't know how they determine like how that, That's been broken ever since they moved it to the percent liked or the that's true. it fits you because the whole Amy Schumer thing. Yeah. Yeah, so they're working on something like that. I don't know if they're going to unveil it because then they're going to notice that a lot of their Netflix originals, they're like, why does this only have 120,000 views? The Bird Box had like millions. Yeah. Listen here, buddy. 
all those views are off like eight computers, <laughs> <laughs> eight accounts. Facts. Um, so you watched Solo last week. I did. Talk to me about Mr. Han. I don't understand why everybody bashed that movie as badly as they no, did. No, 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 no. You misunderstand the dilemma here. They didn't bash the movie. They bashed the practice and they bashed this kind of mentality because Star Wars is in a very bad spot. The movie is solid. The movie is actually really good. Yeah, I liked it. And Quite I would bit. say, uh, do you like it better than Rogue One? Uh, it's just under. I liked it better than Last Jedi. I'll tell you that. Yeah, that's that's it. That's, that's not a fight. That's a layup. Yeah, uh, I think it's just under, just under Rogue One. I, like I said, Rogue One had that really good payoff, that mm. really satisfying payoff. Yeah. Um, Solo was a good movie. It, I, I, like I said, I don't think it got flack because it was a bad movie. I think it got flack because it came out at the wrong time. Star Wars and Disney were under a lot of heat, man. Because Last Jedi was garbage, and then what was it? Five months later. It was like solo, and people were like fuck, fuck you, off, yeah. fuck you, because yeah. we that was us for a little bit. We we both kind of collectively said Let's fuck off with that, you know. But um, I, I mean, I liked it. I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was fun. It was it's a heist movie in space in the Star Wars universe. I yes. enjoyed. It. I enjoyed that. The acting was good. The acting was good. The direction was solid. The direction was solid, and it had a lot of really good like shots in it. Set, I'm, I'm a sucker s- for set pieces. Yes. And Cinematography, man, I'm sucker for that. Well, that whole his home planet of Corellia, man, that shit looks beautiful. A one, they did a great job with that. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah, uh, so uh, again, I, I think everybody, should, if you haven't watched it yet, and you're kind of uh, rebelling, uh, rebelling, rebelling it's on Netflix. Yeah, rebelling against uh, the whole uh, Last Jedi thing, which I still haven't watched the second time. I haven't either, and at, that's sad at isn't all. It? At all, I I, I gave um, Force Awakens at least three watches. Yeah, probably up until now, but mm. Last Jedi not even one. I, yeah, since after and we're I, getting a new one this year. Oh fuck, we are, aren't we? Yeah. So look at how our mentality has changed in the past two years. To the point where we're getting a new Star Wars. Let's start speculating. Yeah. To where, oh, fuck, it's this year, isn't it? Yeah, I'm a little worried. That's the, that, that's main story, right? That's nine. Nine. Nine's coming out this year. Wow. So, Solo, give, really it a, quiet about that. give it a watch. Uh, it's on Netflix for sure. Yeah. And it's on Redbox, I want to say. Definitely enjoyed it. Also, if you're at Redbox, pick up in 90s, man. I got. I still got to do that. So fucking good. While, you, while, you're, while you're on Netflix, fucking watch a, quiet, a goddamn Quiet Place. That fucking movie was oh, yeah. so, so uh, you, good. You want to talk about Quiet Place? Yeah, we'll talk about that real quick. Holy Maybe you got a shitload of movie stuff on here. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. Yeah. It was really fucking good. It was. You know what it story. reminded me of? What the OG Alien? A little bit of that. Because because you uh, you I don't think you get a full shot of the thing till the end. You only get snippets, right? Yeah, a lot of the background. It reminded you a little bit of Cloverfield in that regard too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Monster was super interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Krasinski, excellent actor. Uh, he directed it as well. Yeah, and I think he wrote. He wrote. He co-wrote it. it. Yeah. He did a great job, man. Yeah, that, really solid horror film. It's the the suspense of the the yeah, monster. Yeah, you could cut it with a fucking knife. No joke, bro. I, I that was the first thing I did. I'm like, after I saw it, me and Adrian were sitting at the edge of our seats, and the movie was over. And fucking fantastically too. Yeah, I, lo- just I cut love it. I love that end. Uh, fuck that fade the black shit. We're just gonna cut it right here. Yeah, because they were like, holy fuck, we fuck, we we got it, we found it, and also the the beauties in the details because in his notes he said there's three uh, that we know right or that are in the area. They killed one. And then who do we see? We see two other ones coming. And I'm like, That's, those are the three. They get rid of those. They'll be straight for a little bit. So that was kind of cool. I think it's a really good movie to observe how, um, like you said, the beauty is in the details. Because it, it doesn't take much effort to do a quote-unquote horror film. Mm-hmm. Toss in some blood. Toss in some guts. Toss in some pop-up scares. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I can do that in yeah. a fucking hour. You know? Yeah. I think the beauty of a lot of the beauty that comes from how they adapted to the no sound thing. Like they walk around barefoot. Yeah. Everybody the knows sand. sign language. Yeah. And it's, I, you know, it's just shit that you would normally overlook. Mm-hmm. 
But because it's such the monster is such a specific trigger, mm-hmm. you kind of got to write around it. And mm-hmm. I think it was really cool seeing that that, uh, that opening thing, that opening with the kid scene with the kid. That Brutal. shit was fucked up, brutal. And like the the shit, he did a great job, Krasinski of his facial expressions when like shit started to get real. When he heard the noise, like his face was fucking on point. And then when he put the kid down, he was just like he was running as fast as he could. And the next thing you know, the little boy gets snatched away and shit. That was fucked up. And I don't know if I, I'm just not paying attention or if I, you know, I don't know. But it took me a minute to realize that little girl was deaf. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not a, it's not a giveaway. Yeah. It's, not, it's not obvious. And, and like in your head, you're like, well, why, how do they know sign language so well? That's why. And that's why they survived is because of her. Because they knew sign language already. Kind of. Solid film. Check yeah, it out. Great movie. Uh, the ending was phenomenal. Best, One of the best openings. One of the best closings to any horror movie I've ever seen. It was a, it was a breath of fresh air. Because like yeah. I said, we get this kind of... <clears throat> Uh, we talked we talked about metalcore filters. I think we have like this horror filter up too, where it's like generic haunted house, generic mm-hmm. warehouse, mm-hmm. generic spooky bad guys and masks. Mm-hmm. And this was a breath of fresh air, man. It was a quality monster movie, and I think it's safe to say it'll go down as one of the better monster yeah, movies. Yeah, they did a great job. They should be proud of what the, what they did because I think you said it when you originally watched it. You were in a room dead quiet. You didn't say shit. I didn't say shit. I tried my best to not like make a noise because I felt like I was invested in the world. That's a, that's a fucking sound. Yeah, man. Movie. If a movie draws you in and you're in there with them, that's yeah, good. That's what Quality. they did. They should be proud. Excellent job, guys. Uh, so Kind of a late movie review. Let's talk about the Spider-Man trailer. Yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, so he's back. Is this before? I guess it's after. Years? I guess it's after. Cool. Um, Mysterio looks pretty fucking cool. Yeah, he looks great. Yeah. Uh, I like the home theme, how they're sticking with that. Mm-hmm. And- it was interesting. It looks good. It looks good. I think that's all that we need to say about yeah, this looks, trailer, it looks actually. Good. It looks good. Uh, so, John Wick? Oh, my What's God. What's up with John Wick? They dropped the Chapter the 3 trailer? New trailer. It is fucking phenomenal. And I love the line in the movie where he was like, oh, there's, it's, I guess there's a $14 million bounty on his head. And he's incommunicado. Uh, and they're like, well, it's him against the whole world. That's a fair fight. That's what somebody said. <laughs> Quality. <laughs> such a badass, and uh, it looks so good. And, man, these things, they, I don't know what it is about them, but they fucking just speak to all the beautiful things that I love about movies. And John Wick does it every time. So if you're a fan of the John Wick films, the first couple, I have a feeling you're going to like this fucking shit that this new trailer has to say. Why is Gangs of New York on here? Because I watched it last night for, like, for the first time? The first time since I originally saw it. Way, Which was in 2002? Yeah, like way back in the day when it was on released on DVD. Tell me how beautiful that movie is. It's a great movie. Okay, wait. Okay, let me say. It's a good movie. It falls just short of being great. The ending? The ending, the runtime, it's, it's really long. I know I know. it's it's a Scorsese thing, and that's what he does. He likes long movies. He gives his movie time to breathe and develop. Yeah. Um, I kinda, I'm kind of with you there on the end. Watching The City Burn was nice. I don't want to say it was the most satisfying payoff ever, mm-hmm. though. I agree. Because you don't you don't get real closure to a lot of these characters. Mm-hmm. like the, At all. No. Oh, uh, what's her face? That was the, the whore. Karen Diaz. Yeah. And uh, and Leo. Like, you don't get real closure. Yeah. The only it, character you get closure on is Daniel Day-Lewis, which, by the way, stole the fucking well, yeah, show. He was, he was great. In that movie. He was great. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? <laughs> I said this to Adriana. The whole... I mean, granted, I know that this movie came after the fact, but the whole Daniel Day-Lewis, Leonardo DiCaprio... Story arc reminds me a lot of Mean Girls, where it's like I want, Re- <laughs> I hate Regina George, but I really want her to like me at the same time. It was kind of that whole thing. I, I don't know why he made that comparison, but me and Adrian I had a good laugh over it last night. That's that's pretty funny. So, but yeah, we're like, oh man, because I didn't realize how long it was because it's been a while. Like I said, so we started watching at eleven o'clock last night. And it was like two thirty by the time. Yeah, we went to sleep. I'm like, oh my, and by the, I think by the time that you know 
Leo had made his assassination attempt and it didn't work. Adrian's like, okay, so it's, we got to be coming up around the last like twenty minutes or something, yeah, right? Still got like an hour. There's like forty five minutes yeah. left. We're like, fuck. <laughs> Solid film. Yeah, it's a good movie. Um, I liked it. Did you watch the censored or uncensored version? How was the snow fight in the beginning? The was snow it, fight was violent, bro. It was yeah. covered in blood. Yeah, it was good. Okay, because I know there's a couple of versions of that film out there that are censored and toned down heavily on the blood. Well, because of the whole nine eleven thing, because it came out like right after. Right after, yeah. Yeah, copy that. Um, definitely watch the uncensored version. Solid film. Yeah, I actually have um one more spot on my Scorsese tribute wall in my little dungeon, and uh, I have obviously Goodfellas. And Wolf of Wall Street. And there's one more spot for a massive 27 by 40 inch poster. And I have yet to decide what to put there. So I'm going to wait for the Irishman to come out. I'm going to make my choice. Have you seen Raging Bull? Yes, Raging Bull is excellent. And then make the cut? I'm still kind of waiting. Oh, uh, we're waiting, huh? The, those, those two that are up there right now are, are heavy outliers that, are, that I really love. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What about The Departed? I know. That's in the <laughs> contending right now. And like I said, it's very hard. Whoa. I know. Okay. So uh, what's up next? We got rated Tarantino. Yeah, let me pull it up. I'm sorry. Let me pull up this list. So he doesn't have that many films, so thank God, because if we were doing like a... He's got, well... Like what? Technically nine. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Technically eight. But there's nine, yeah. Let me go pull up this list real quick. And we can just rate them how we feel. Uh, from sure, top. I got my bottom one ready. Jackie Brown? Jackie Brown. They're not even a bad movie either. It was okay. Yeah, it's, it was I just right. don't feel any need to rewatch it, which is very rare for a Tarantino. This is indeed. All right, so let's go ahead and... Oh, well. This so is your bottom Jackie Brown as well? Uh, yeah, that's, that was pretty obvious, I thought. <laughs> uh, but that's kind of... So uh, my next one, if we're going bottom up, is probably the Grindhouse films. They're good. Yeah. Um, kind of a departure, but solid films overall. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. And now we're kind of getting into the territory where I enjoy everything. Yeah. So you go first, because I'm going to say something fucking controversial. Are you? Yeah. Uh, let me do. Yeah, it's rough here, man. Let me do. Fuck. Um. Kill Bill Two. Me too, actually. Oh yeah. Okay. Actually. Is it Kill Bill 2? Yeah, it's Kill Bill 2. Yeah. Because I, like I still, one I still really like the Superman speech, though. That's a really good yeah. speech. Yeah, oh, definitely. And then Kill Bill 1 for me Yeah, right after that. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's a good place. Okay. And yeah. then I'm going to slap Pulp Fiction. So Pulp Fiction is... Hang on. So Jackie Brown, Grindhouse, Kill Bill 2, Kill Bill 1. It's fifth from the bottom. What's your fifth from the bottom? I love this movie. Is it Django? It is. How'd you know that? Because I got beef with Django as well. Do you? I got heavy beef. Is Django is my next one. Django's your next one? What's yeah. your heavy beef with Django? We can get into that later. <laughs> we don't have time for that yeah. conversation. Let's get into that next week. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Django will probably be the next one. Um, and like I said, this is territory where we heavily, like, thoroughly enjoy these movies. Oh, yeah. I just don't think Pulp Fiction's all that great. And I have heavy beef with Django. Okay. I, I think people like Pulp Fiction for, for no other good reason that it's Pulp Fiction. And I think a lot of the mass appeal is that I, I understand liking Pulp Fiction for a lot of the nuances and the storytelling, but I feel like Pulp Fiction is in that mass market now where people are like, yeah, bro, I like Pulp Fiction. Why? Because Tarantino well, he has seven other movies. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm getting into it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we're at top four now? Yeah. Top four. So number four. What is your number four? Dude, this is so fucking hard. Looking yeah, it's at rough, this, man. Yeah. Looking at this shit. Uh, Pulp Fiction probably then. No, 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 no. You're, you're going to be upset about this, but Reservoir Dogs is four to me. 
I th- uh, yeah. Oh, actually, let me rearrange my list. Reservoir Dogs is going right below Pulp Fiction, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I don't like it that much. Good film. Yeah. Really good film. Um, great use of soundtrack. I just think it's rather boring and slow-paced for a Tarantino film. Okay, that's fair. So, so Reservoir Dogs... I totally forgot about Reservoir Dogs. That's how much... Yeah. So, actually, that, that bumps... Pulp Fiction up to top half? Top four? Top four. Or does that bump Django? No, that bumps Pulp Fiction to yeah. four. Yeah, but, yeah. So, so there you go. Yeah, maybe people won't crucify me. <laughs> maybe I won't die so violently. Uh, so Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. And now uh, the last two, these are kind of hard. Oh, wow. This movie made it up this far? Okay. Which one are you thinking? Well, Hateful Eight is one or two. Yeah. I didn't think you loved it that much. I loved it. I did too, man. <laughs> <laughs> so is Inglorious your number one? so hard uh, yeah yes yeah, yeah yeah it's a really good film um inglorious is my two okay and just because there was something about hateful eight that we both really enjoy yeah. and i always say it's a big game of bullshit and he saves all the buckets of blood for the very end and fuck man that payoff is so good and i don't know man i don't get me wrong i love inglorious bastards and that payoff is great too where they carved the nazi fucking yeah. thing into Jesus. them but uh hateful eight is my number one inglorious is my number two Oh, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, that's hard. That's hard. Yeah, man, it's that, rough. That was hard. That was like I, I one think, of the harder ones, I think. I think Hateful Eight is underappreciated. I think people are intimidated by the runtime because it's three hours, 20 minutes. It doesn't feel like it, though. Yeah, I think people are very intimidated by that. And I think people don't, you know, it's funny because I said Reservoir Dogs is a slow burn. This is a slower burn. And I feel like people don't have the patience for this I movie. think that, well, I think the high was higher. That's why. And they yeah, played. I I think so as well. And um, you know, compared to Inglorious Bastards, where the action starts right away, and the first ten minutes you get tension right off the block. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas in Hateful Eight you get a carriage ride, a very good carriage ride yeah. at that. But yeah, man, I just think it's kind of the underdog in the Tarantino films that people don't really give it a try. So you, we were reversed then. You you like yeah, you okay. said you know and solid bad glorious solid just because that what's his name um christoph waltz was so goddamn good in it fuck man so good yeah so hard to pass up so good so that was my rate it rank it whatever the fuck his name is his game for this week very cool i don't have anything rewrite this so i'm gonna save something for something i want to rant about all right and uh all right let's get into music so i have an album to review this week you and do? we actually missed an album to review the fever 333 album came out did it drop on friday yeah supposedly i thought it was next week but i guess it's this week it? maybe um, they didn't want to conflict with um <laughs> anyway, uh, so let's yeah, get they, the like they're, razor. like they're concerned about them. <laughs> oh man, so I actually got this album two days early because I pre-ordered it on vinyl, and Prosthetic Records is actually right out of Columbus, Ohio, so they're nice and close to us. All right, okay. Um, where do I want to start with this album? So my first impressions, right? I don't normally like gravitate towards the vocal fry like that, yeah, you know, style of screaming. Mm-hmm. There's just something about this band that does it. Well, and it's not just the vocals. I, it's something special that how everything interacts with each other. The vocals, the fucking instrumentals, and the atmospheres of the songs. They all just kind of come together and almost like reinvent the style. Like I said, it's very MySpace core, and I think it takes all the best elements out of that MySpace era of music. Yeah. Um, I think I think because now MySpace core is almost at a point to where it's retro. I think it makes it viable in today's scene because we talk a lot about generic metalcore. We talk a lot about the oh, of mice and men and wage war formula. That's very formulaic, right? Oh, hold on, hold on, stop. All right. Wait, the wage war formula. Thank you, thank <laughs> yeah. you. Go ahead. Sorry. And how it's very formulaic <laughs> and like, it works. I like how you do which one I had yeah, beef with when I you know, said that. <laughs> I know, but I think because they kind of bring back this old school goody high school feel that it's very viable in today's scene. Um, 
you know, sure, maybe 10 years ago, most bands were doing something similar, but there's something about it, it's because Wrist Meat Razor chose the style in a day and age where hundreds of bands are doing generic metalcore, and that's why I appreciate it. Uh, the, the, the opening track, man, fuck, does that grab you by the fucking horns? So it's like, how did I describe this? I had this written down, actually. So the opening track is like being woken up by a train horn that's six feet away from you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just in your face, and the drums oh, come shit. in, and just full-blown, like, Johnny Knoxville dropkick and slow I am Johnny feet. Knoxville. <laughs> and this is Wrist Meat Razor. Bow! <laughs> I, uh, I'm very confident that this album will at least make my top five. I'm very confident. I really enjoy this thing. Okay. And we have heavy contenders this year from Every Time I Die, Divorce Proud, and a whole bunch of other bands, right? My biggest complaint and my biggest issue with this album, if you can call it that, is that it's 20 minutes long. That's the problem. That was my big issue. Space EP is six songs. This this album, quote unquote, is nine songs. Space EP is 19 minutes. This is 20. Yeah. This is my biggest issue. And don't get me wrong. I'm a fan of the quick and dirty, like violent songs that come in for like a minute or two. You and can't have up. an album full of them. You can't. No, not even that. You can't have nine songs, one of which is an instrumental interlude, and the other eight are the songs like this. You need to either, one, get more songs on that or increase the length of some of these, which I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of opposed to that one. Maybe put some more short, violent ones on there. At least two more songs. This is short, and this feels like an EP, a very well-baked and a very well done EP, but a half baked album, and that's my biggest complaint, is that nine nine songs is even short for an album. Fit mm. for King did ten on Dark Skies last year, and short. I said that was short. That's short, yeah. And that was like a 35, 40 you know, minute album. Eleven is the acceptable number for an album for me. I think anything anything past I think is anything past thirteen is like that's I think bad. it depends, man. Yeah. Under Oath can very easily do a ten song album because they do, they like to do their five six minute songs. That's true. But for a band that does like emo violence, as some people like to describe it, and you go in, go out with your two minute songs, like I said, I'm I love it because it's quick and dirty. But dude, a 19 minute album, mm-hmm. you know. But I don't want to focus on the negative because this is my first album review of the year. Out of ten, solid like seven of seven and a half to eight, depending on how you're feeling that day. And I love it because on my drive to work every morning, I'll like flip on a song. It's like in line for Halos, and I'm like, bro, this fucking speed right now. We're getting to work early. I, I love it. If you haven't checked them out, uh, this is the first debut, the first major release. Um, check it out. Did you listen to it by any chance? I, I listened to most of it. Uh, they sound to me. I see. I understand your enthusiasm, but coming from me, who was there for a lot of that stuff, they sound like the best band from your the kid who goes to your high school. You know what I mean? I wouldn't say that's a bad thing. No, no, no. I mean, there's definitely a a, a, a space for that. But like, you're like buddy, you're like, oh man, you, who, your buddy was in a band that's surprisingly good. That's this band. That's that's, I, that's a fair statement. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be upset over that. Yeah, um, uh, I wasn't blown away by anything. I thought it was fun, but I wasn't blown away by anything. Good copy. So, but so, but does it smack though? It does smack. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I think there's a, there's space for that type of stuff. Uh, now I think if Die Artist Murder comes out with something that's like this year, which I think they are. I will convince. You, you think uh, those two could turn together? You think they're like yeah, close definitely. Enough? Yeah, yeah, they're definitely in the ballpark. But I'm saying if I are is murder comes out with anything, they're going to be my designated deathcore album of the year because for the most part they always are. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I wouldn't per se call this like super heavy deathcore, but yeah, it's, it's in the, the vein. It's in the neighborhood. It's, it's close enough. Um, it's in the neighborhood. And uh, I, I'm going to put some stock into this band because they are still kind of new. Mm-hmm. They've been around. I think their first 
EP was 2017, so two years. Debut album, I liked it. I'm gonna I'm gonna hang around for a bit, and I'm gonna expect good things coming from you guys. So thank you, Wrist Meat Razor. That was my first album review. I'm gonna keep track of all my albums reviews. This yeah, week me too. too. I'm already working on it. Very cool. Uh, like there was ones that I already listened to that I'm like I don't want to comment on. Like Born of Osiris is the simulation is very blah, dull. It, yeah, it, it, it's it's gonna be caught in that filter, buddy. Yep. And I think some of the songs just push through it, but it's not enough to to yeah to at least on. for me to warrant like a full blown. <laughs> Let's break this down. I, I feel like, and it's funny because that album is pretty much "Let's Break This Down." <laughs> uh, it's funny because, like you said, like I feel like unless it's a, a band like a, an anticipated like release, if it falls below like a grade of a C or if it's at a C, I feel I don't feel the need to talk about it. But like unless it's like an album that we hyped that ended up being a C, then I feel like I have to talk about it. You know what I mean? But um, uh, Born of Osiris and Chelsea Grin are playing a show at the House of Blues on March 12th, I want to say. Hmm. So I'm kind of curious to see. And uh, Born of Osiris is headlining, too. And I think we mentioned it. I, I think it should be flip-flop. Chelsea should be headlining because they're bigger than they've ever been. They're, I think, honestly, I think they've always been bigger than Born of Osiris. I know you, you probably... Think so? yeah, I, don't, I don't know if well, you agree with that. I, I, like, I, like I said, I followed Chelsea Grin since their inception. Mm-hmm. So I they weren't, like, super massive. They were, dude, they were pretty big. I think you underestimate how big they, they were. Maybe, maybe, because yeah. maybe I wasn't going to those Death Corps shows 10 years ago. But Well, well I was. <laughs> 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 All right, so real quick. Now... Let me talk about something. This this next thing, eradicate me compassion. All right, I uh, so is this by the, the the leftover dudes? The thing you sent me the other day? Yes. Yeah, I listened to it. Go ahead, speak, speak, uh, child. This album came out on December eighteenth. Had I heard it at December eighteenth, it would have been my second best album of the year. Really? Yes. I didn't listen to the full album. I listened to that single you sent. Um, Dude, it's really. I, good. I will listen to the album. It's very good. Uh, these guys are a small little band out of Russia. Small, tiny. Out of Russia, huh? Deathcore out of Russia. Yeah, small. Well, it's more like hardcore, hardcore-y, metalcore-y kind of. A, but, Jesus, it, it impressed me. Because, like, again, it comes up with my new thing. I don't know where iTunes finds this music for me and why I'm listening to bands from Russia suddenly. But I'm like, that was cool. The, the Leftover Song was the one that was on the playlist. I'm like, eh, okay, let me, let me take a look. And this was last night. And I'm like, I was jamming. I'm like, it's very comparable to Silent Planet. Uh, Silent Planet is better because I think the musicianship's a, a slightly bit, slightly better. I think vocally it's better in most ways. Uh, I'll, I'll give it a listen. Like I said, I only listen to leftovers. I like I said, but luckily we we don't get the mulligan on albums of the year. Yeah, once it's set in stone, once it's on the pod, it, that's it. It's over with. And you know, as long as it doesn't really tussle your your number one. Yeah. You know, I think that's what matters the most. Yeah. Um, you know, you'd be surprised how big the uh, metalcore scene is over in Europe. No, I know. There's no, a uh, there's a venue in like southern Poland where uh, it's actually not too far from where my parents grew up, but mm-hmm. like uh they like the architects come over there, straight from the path came over there, like all these big fucking metal bands come over there. I was like, damn, I didn't know this shit was so big in Poland. Shit, half these bands are coming there are going there more often than they come to Chicago <laughs> at this point. Uh like, speaking about going to Europe instead of coming to Chicago, uh let's talk some architects. Yes. So they're doing a holy hell tour. Yep. Well, they've been, but they're doing the uh, USA leg now. Mm-hmm. And we could call it that because mm-hmm. it's a USA leg. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're playing at the Concord. Concord. Good, oh. grimy venue. Yes, but most importantly, well, actually, secondly, they're playing with Iris Murder, which that shit's going to be fucking Good, crazy. grimy. And uh, While She Sleeps, who is also a nice little. Yeah, they're, they're quality. Yeah. Um, you going to go? Very cool. That's the plan. I like Concord. I seen uh, Less Than Jake there. I think that was the more, most recent Ooh. show there. And it was a Wednesday night. And they're like, fuck everybody who has work tomorrow morning. And Maddie's like, I have work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and they played to like 2 a.m., man. They didn't give a fuck. Hey, man. Good to them. 
Good but for them. I, I like the Concord Solid Venue. Uh, I might just scoop tickets for that. And uh, should be fun, man. Architects always bring the heat. Mm-hmm. And I know we kind of... We talked about their album last year, but you should definitely go check it out because they're quality live, and that's all that matters. Yep. And Die Hard is Murder. I have yet to see them live. Have you? I saw them live like once a long time ago. A very long time ago. Very long time ago. Before they were massive like they are yeah. now. Very they were cool. like an opening for like one of those... Was it like a... Um, like a festival or something? What's the name of that fucking... Open air? No, 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 no. I never went to an open air. Still haven't gone. It was, well, there was like a fucking deathcore, a deathcore, fe- or like a deathcore, like warp tour that would go around every year. What was it fucking called? Uh, what was it called? <laughs> well, I guess we'll find out on next week's episode. Fuck! I forget what it's called, but it'll happen like every year. And they would have like fucking Dying Fetus and fucking. Oh, uh, yeah, Dying Fetus. Yeah. And that's been overstaying their welcome. Black Dahlia Murder and all that shit would play. They would play. And it would always be like this extreme. Summer Slaughter. That's what it was fucking. Ah, yes. That's what it was fucking called. Um, like White Chapels and shit of the world will play it and stuff like that. Cool. Talk mm-hmm. to me about some chaos and carnage. Oh, so speaking of the same vein, hold on, let me pull up this this thing, thing on Bob real quick, because it's a uh, in the same kind of vein. As a matter of fact, thank you for bringing that up. Um, in the same kind of vein of the Summer Slaughter tour. Um, well, let me pull it. Up. I'm sorry, I didn't have this prepared. Okay, uh, Carnage. Here we are. I'm sorry. Come on, man. Okay, so on this tour we have Whitechapel headlining, cool. Dying Fetus. Ah, uh, I can't read that. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Spite, Spite's another band that I've been I've been digging recently, and a bunch of other kind of crazy heavy ass fucking bands. And like I said, this is kind of seems like it's taking the place of um, what's my call it? Summer slaughter. Summer slaughter. And uh, I'm good. I'm glad. I don't know if I'm gonna go, but it seems fun. Good copy. I'm uh I'm glad that uh. Deathcore is slowly making its way back into your heart. It's, it's always been in my heart. It's always been there. It's just been kind of quiet. Yeah, Last year, at least, it has. I mean, like, because my, well, my favorite band of the genre, Zyra's Murder, they are, they're not doing that. They didn't do anything They've last been quiet. year. quiet. All right. So um, we're going to do the 10-song set list today, unless Jake fucked up. No, I got it. I got it. I okay. Got it. You got your 10-song set list. So yeah. this is for Yellow Card. There's a little game we like to play called 10-song set list. Yep. As you can tell by the name. You want to go first, or should I go first? You can go first. Uh, where the fuck did it go? I'm like, oh man, <laughs> here it is. Ten song set list for Yellow Card. So we're gonna do a three flights intro into lights and sounds. Mm-hmm. I think that's a banger of an opening track. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, Life of Leaving Home. Mm-hmm. Three, Way Away. Four, A Wall. Five Miles Apart. Six, Rough Landing Holly. Seven, A Vicious Kind. Eight, Everybody's Favorite, Ocean Avenue. Nine, Life of a Salesman, because it's super fast paced. Love it. And then ten, we're gonna close with Breathing. Okay, I'm opening up with Ocean Avenue. Oh, okay. Lights Coming and up swinging. Yeah, lights and sounds. Light up the sky. Uh, for your denial. Rough landing, Holly. Hang you up. Six telescope. I'm just make sure I, I got the right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Telescope. Uh, words, hands, hearts. Always summer and only one. Very cool. Only one's a banger too. Yeah. I I didn't want to put a rough landing Holly on the set list because I was like already kind of heavy on that album. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, um, man, but like they got so many good. They shit. got so much good stuff, man. Yeah, they got some quality stuff. Yellow card, they fall in my category of I like you guys. Good stuff, You're my man. Favorite. Um, so looking at these notes, I think this might be oh certified bangers. I got one banger. You got a banger? Uh, let me pull it up real quick. I'm sorry. Yeah. I got one banger this week because uh, I spent most of my time focusing on this album review. Um, so this is it's kind of funny the the title track i'm sorry the song track is song of guillotines by a band called guillotines it's grimy dirty and you should check it out copy that 
I got Haunt Me by While She Sleeps uh, for Very my cool. certified painting of the week. I enjoyed it. So, I, I, the last album was Hit or Miss, but uh, oh, you spoke recently about uh, Fox Blood. They dropped something new. Uh, they had a song called Carry Me. I thought that a came? single or something. Yeah, that came single. Out? Uh, yeah. I describe them to Gabe as this. They are Bring Me the Horizon music with like, uh, what was the era that I said? I forgot. Uh, the fucking I My Cement album that nobody liked. <laughs> uh, the one after the really, really good one. <laughs> Fuck. The, the Force. The Force Within. Something like that. That They're that style of vocals with Bring Me the Horizon music. From good like. You know, it's funny. Show. I thought you didn't like it when I brought them up the first time. They're okay. Uh, I was off-putted by the vocals because it did sound a lot like it, but musically, they're they're really good. Very cool. I'm glad a lot of these bands are starting to come out of the woodwork and people are starting to take notice. So, uh, you know, as we like to wrap up the music thing, uh, any bands that we've mentioned, you should definitely check out mm-hmm. if you haven't already, unless we explicitly say so don't. Not to. Yeah. Um, and I think that's 102. Yeah, that would be episode 102. Thank you guys for joining us for the Second City Kids podcast. You can go ahead and like us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, uh, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, all that good stuff. Uh, you can also get active with us on Twitter real quick. Uh, let me check the the, the poll oh, that I put yeah. up. So the poll you put up last week are chicken nuggets fried chicken. <laughs> yeah, so let's go ahead and check out the results of that. I, had a, I still have a couple days left on this, so obviously it could sway a little bit. Uh, so let's go see how many votes we got. Uh, 63% say yes 37% say no How many votes? Three. Don't worry Don't worry about it Three votes? No, eight It's actually not too bad But it is, For our standards yeah, It's not too bad But it is what it is Um, So yeah uh, maybe so, we'll, so yeah Maybe they are indeed Fred I Chicken. guess I mean 63% of people agree with us What's the math on that? Probably That's probably what? 6-2 uh, to A 6-2 split Yeah, something like that Maybe 5-3 split No, definitely 6-2 But other than that, man That's the Second City Kids Podcast I'm going to try to do More fun polls like that And then get involved And have fun on Twitter uh, but until then, we will see you here back week, back next week for 103, 103, because that's Gabe's thing. Um, but until then, I guess this is Ooh, a... We got, we, got a, we got some bad topics next week. Do we? The Bring Me the Horizon album. Ah. <laughs> Join us for 103, where we I'm complain get- how Bring Me the Horizon is no longer a dirty deathcore band. I'm getting my toilet paper ready for this. Ah! All, right. all right. But until then, we'll see you guys next week. Longest episode of all time. Not really. But deuces.